There's a place where celebs can be themselves, thoughtful, random, and everything in between. It's on Rob Lowe's podcast, Literally with Rob Lowe, featuring people like Gwyneth Paltrow, Tiffany Haddish, and Chris Pratt. It's a look behind the curtain at Hollywood and life. Well, a listen behind the curtain if we're speaking literally. Follow Team Coco Podcast on Instagram for weekly lineups and listen to new episodes every Thursday on Spotify. At last, a comedy podcast that answers the age-old question, what does a pompadour sound like? Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend features fantastic conversations with Conan and guests like Michelle Obama, Maya Rudolph, and Tom Hanks. And yes, those were name drops because the guests are just that good. Speaking of drops, new episodes drop every Monday, so listen to the latest episode and follow on Spotify. Hello and welcome back to the Misfits Podcast, rated five stars on iTunes by Bobby Bloor. He says, this podcast is really good for sleep. You just put it on, close your eyes, and drift into traffic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you there, Bobby. Actually, good one. It's fucking incredible. <laughs> uh, I'm joined today by my co-host, Toby on the telly. Hello. Mason, a.k.a. Zuckles. What's up? Jay, a.k.a. McCreamy. How's it going? Mr. Swagger Souls himself. What's going on? And of course, special guest, DJ Killer Keemstar. What up? Woo! He's in the building. Oh, dude, it's him. He's here. It's, it's him. that one it's guy. Him. Yo, him. can you go, let's get right into the news? Let's oh, get shit. right into the news. Oh, my goodness. Did <laughs> just oh. before we proceed, I do have to mention a couple things. Mm-hmm. The first thing being, you can listen to episodes of this podcast early and for free every Tuesday on Spotify exclusively. So if you want to listen to the podcast early, Spotify is your place to go. Spotify Mm -hmm. is the shit uh, as far as we're concerned. Also, our merch is still available on Mm scuff.store. So if you're feeling like picking up some high quality merchandise, head over to scuff.store today. And uh, we're also doing a live show in Boston during Mm -hmm. PAX East, our second live show of all time uh, on February 28th. It's a Friday. Uh, and one in L.A. on Sunday, March 8th. L.A. is on sale as of right now, and we're announcing that on the podcast. <laughs> I was just reading Ryan's DM. <laughs> nice. Anyway, you can buy tickets now. Go to our Twitter at Misfits, Instagram at Misfits. You'll be able to find a link to go get those tickets. Anyway. Fuck yes. <laughs> all that bullshit aside, how you going, Kim? I'm doing real good. I'm doing real good. I love Australia. It's you been do. so much fun. Happy here. Australia Day. Chat yes. Happy Australia Day. Fucking Australia Day. We're all drinking waters Water. and game or something right now. In true Australia, Kim himself even said that the game or was was really tasty, and, <laughs> and he had a beverage right before the podcast. <laughs> don't, and, fuel. don't get Kim sued. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I actually refused to drink it. He, he, he absolutely refused it. It's like, it's like conflict of interest here, but I'm yeah. sure we can move. <laughs> It. It's all right. It's really tasty, Keem. But if you want a real beverage, go to Gamers. Oh, G-Fuel. G-Fuel.com. Gamers up G-Fuel. 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 <laughs> okay, so you love Australia, despite coming at a very strange time with the fires and everything yeah. going on. Yeah. I mean, what's what's your experience? What do you feel? Oh, dude, it's been great. Uh, Chad, anything for views has been absolutely lovely. Legend. Mm-hmm. Great to hang out with yeah. you guys, of course, as well. Fan meetup that, uh, excuse me, the fan meetup that we did, like, got to see the fans here in Australia. I mm-hmm. mean, everyone's been very, the fucking city, public, the the, the t- official Twitter city was like, welcome, welcome. I can't. <laughs> had a big night. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. 
very welcoming me. Really? Um, so it's just it's been great. It's it's been absolutely lovely. I love it. I need the, the city Twitter welcome. So cool. Yeah. It's fantastic. I don't know. I don't even know that Melbourne had a city Twitter. <laughs> Neither did I. I wonder who runs it. Probably some boomer. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying my fans are boomers? Nah, nothing of the sort. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I didn't go to your meetup. Swagger did, but yeah, it was a good time. I saw yeah, the photos. Cool. It looked like a really good crowd. It looked like mm. you guys had a lot of fun. About what? Thirteen hundred people. Uh, it's about twelve hundred. About twelve hundred. Yeah. Wow. Cool. cool. I reckon Aussie fans. No offense to everyone else in the world. Tend to be the rowdiest. Tend mm-hmm. to be some of the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, for real. Some uh, some guy. It was, it was like two two kids in front of you. Like, hey, can I punch my friend in the stomach for you? <laughs> and, yeah. and he was just like, yeah, sure. And then uh, some guy just socked his friend in the stomach, Jesus. and then they shook hands and left. What the <laughs> fuck? So it. It's, uh, it was quite the experience. I don't think this yeah. ever happened at one of our meetups, but <laughs> not too bad. Nothing like bonding. And yeah, we went fishing with you just oh, yeah. uh, on yeah. Saturday, yeah. which was... Yesterday. I don't know. Would you call that a successful trip? <laughs> I do. I think so. I had a, I had had a good time. We dude. had fun, I it, think. It's pretty strange, right? So in America, right, you go into the pet store, right? And you see all the fish, right? And there's this like... The, the puffer fish, right? The one that turns into a circle, yeah, right? The, the toady. And like people, people buy those and put them in their tank. And they're like, oh, I got a puffer fish. Like it's yeah. a big deal, right? Well, we're fishing yesterday right and i just got one of those motherfuckers on the hook and it's just like wild that yeah. it's like you know, a big deal this exotic fish yeah. that you would get in a pet store back home is just swimming down there eating my shit you know? yeah <laughs> although they did look pretty underwhelming when we when we caught them they weren't like blown up or anything they were no. kind of slimy little yeah, yeah i don't think they they can't <laughs> yeah. blow up unless they're in the water can they I don't. I have no idea. They use yeah. the water to blow up. I yeah, guess exactly. They do, so they they just kind of came up and just they were coughing up black shit. Yeah, and, and just shit. They shat in your hand, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they were yeah. shitting. He, he was fucking. He fucking he held it in his hand. Just covered, shit. <laughs> covered in shit. Kind of and, he fuck, and he just fucking winds up. He skips this toady. Just across the water. Two, Respectfully, two delicately. Well, delicately dude, skipped. Yeah, it's not. He didn't fucking. You know. <laughs> didn't Kobe Bryant that shit in the water? It was so. at least four skips though across the water. <laughs> it was it was a pretty it was a pretty elegant thing, but this, that little bitch swam back down. Fish f- fish are resilient, and yeah. they also, you know, don't really have a, a consciousness that's you know, or do they? I don't know. That is the question. <laughs> that is the question. What mm. if these fish are hyper aware? What if they knew exactly what was going on? What if they were fucking <laughs> with us? What if he was like, look, I'm gonna shit on this guy's hand real quick? Yeah. What if yeah. they? What if they know? What the hooks are? <laughs> maybe, maybe it shat in your hand because it wanted to be flung across the water. Just like quick Uber would be, drive. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> Fast traveling. We kind of, we kind of bunch of fish. I mean, dude, even if I, uh, you know, the, obviously the idea was to go out there with cameras and, and film bits yeah. and do yeah. stuff, but yeah. you know, with the wind on the water and either just not getting the, the footage you needed. There's only so much you can do in a boat. Well, exactly. Yeah. But either yeah. way, I, it was good to relax and just very like sit on the day. water. Very therapeutic. Drink a couple of CCs and uh, fucking put your rod in the water. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. The sun was shining. Like yeah. The, yeah. the wind was blowing. I mean, yeah. the seagulls were stalking yeah, us. Following yeah. the boat, following yeah. the wind. You can't good. help but feel good after a day outside on 100%. the water. Yeah, it was so nice, yeah. dude. I, I really I really enjoyed it, even if we didn't get the best content out of it. Mm. So what's been your kind of favorite thing about Australia so far? Is there anything that comes to mind about anything that surprised you or... I don't know. I, you know what? It, this seems like LA. Like it's just, mm. it's so similar to LA to me. It's like interesting. You know, it's not, mm. it's not really different at all. I think my favorite thing that I did since I've been here is went hunt like gold hunting. Cause as right. a kid, yeah, yeah. Right. tell us about yeah, that. Yeah. So as a kid, like you know, I, I just always wanted to find treasure. That's all. Like you know, 
and that's I still want to find treasure. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so when I came to Australia, I kept saying to Chad and anyone else that was here, I was like, look, when we go there, let's go gold hunting. There's gold everywhere all, all over Australia. And everyone's like, no, there's not. No, there's <laughs> not. Well, we found some. You know, we yep. uh, we got a metal detector and we went looking for it and we we found a little bit. How, did, little you, bit. how, did, how did you find it? And how much? Beep beep beep. Like two dollars worth. Yeah. <laughs> how, how long did it take you searching to find that two dollars? Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel like having the long build up, even if yeah. it is for such a small amount, it's still you found gold you know it's right, still like right, the excitement right. of yeah. finding so, what you're looking for so you for. found a two dollar sliver of gold mm -hmm. uh after many hours of searching using a metal detector yeah yeah you bought this metal detector correct yeah it was like four grand yeah <laughs> <laughs> are you taking that home or what's the go the oh yeah it's i'm giving it to my daughter yeah I got oh cool guys. that's cool yeah fuck yeah man totally worth it and it's as hell. it's just the way it goes right so the same area where we were looking for gold where i found two bucks worth of gold right mm -hmm. um you know a, a couple weeks ago they were telling us that this schoolgirl was like walking on a path with a bunch of their school kids she kicked a rock it was a gold color rock picked it up was like oh my god i think this is gold and it was worth thirty thousand dollars. Really, a thirty thousand dollar nugget she just kicked. Oh so my god! There are so many different locations, like in in this country, where it's it's literally just everywhere, you know. Right. But Shit. you got to be lucky enough to find it because people have been picking up gold here for years, right? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Just yeah. totally rip off your video idea and find like fifty grand worth <laughs> yeah. of gold. Yeah, just a or, massive or, rock. We got all the time in the world. <laughs> and yeah. like like here, you can you can buy a you know plot of land that is known to have things like opals and red gems and stuff in it for like 20 grand for a huge plot of land mm. that is known for uh bearing those minerals as an american can i buy land you probably yes. could yeah yeah okay i'll buy some land then yeah. let's do it let's go if you, if you go, go out in hunting. the go out in the outback they have all those opal mines where they where they basically drill like 40 50 meters into the earth and and just circle yes. around on ropes and just dig out the opals mm. and it's really hard to see because this is out in the outback, red desert, all that shit. So yeah. they're hard to see. And if you fall into one, you'll fall fucking 40 meters down a shaft with no way back out with broken legs. And there's but no one around to, to help you out. At least we'll be surrounded by opals. Yeah. And, and that's really what matters. You'll die in luxury. You'll it, die in luxury. <laughs> it's weird. The way they do it is because it's like the season of opal hunting or mm -hmm. whatever. Because it's like the, the season starts at some whatever period before all the people come in to buy it. And mm -hmm. then... But they like buy it for a season and then they'll just sell it. So it means that all the opal mining areas are super cheap because they just get thrown around from person to person. Hmm. It's really interesting. I see. So if you've been into finding treasure for the longest time, did you ever have another occasion where you looked for gold or looked for treasure as a kid or anything? Or Well, I have, I have metal detectors back home. So I found like a bunch of old like American coins. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. So, the so weedy, weedy penny and all that. Yeah, I found a, um, a silver dollar that's 1876 mm, my so, dad's of similar yeah. age to you and he has the same kind of hobby yeah how it started for me is like when i was a little kid i was like mm, i would say maybe 10 years old mm -hmm. the neighbor's uh, grandfather came over from like texas and he had a metal detector 
And he was just, I'm like, what is this guy doing? Right. Mm -hmm. And he just dug up like this old dime, like right in front of me. And I was like, what the fuck? There's treasure in the ground. Like, <laughs> and so like ever since then, I've always been like obsessed with it. So yeah, Damn. I, I, I went metal detecting a couple of times with my dad in the past. We'd go to like fucking parks and shit and it would always be like like pop back in the oh, 70s yeah. the fucking beer cans you'd mm. open up the fucking yeah. tab and throw it we just find all of those from fucking 45 years ago didn't people just litter everywhere yeah. in the 70s like you just yeah, finish dude. a can of beer and chuck it yes. off I remember yeah. seeing that, that scene in you probably haven't seen it but in Mad Men they just like they had this picnic and then when they were finished they just they just literally threw everything onto the grass and walked away like Jesus fucking it really was like that a different time. Uh, my, my dad owns a big dairy farm and there's a couple spots in the woods hmm. that was like just where people dump their garbage. And dead so dollars. you can like found these like old bottles and all this like crazy stuff that people just dumped all their shit there back in the day. Yeah, in the 1800s. True. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Where, where you, was it? Where was it? Wait, where was it? At his dad's farm. Dad's farm. In the woods. Found a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Are you there? Do you? Have that's you, kind of how that idea originated, by the way, right? Well, not. I was metal detecting. I found that silver dollar. All right, mm. and then many years later, I'm on a live stream and I just start freestyling, and I'm like, walked in the woods, funded a dollar. That's how it all. It's like a genius wow. interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you yeah. ever invested in like gold or anything? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I thought you seemed like that kind of guy. Yeah. I did yeah. that a little bit. It just seems like a. It's it's such a like nice way to. Uh, like have a physical form of your money and mm. it's i don't know it's just good to have like different compared nothing to my bitcoin investments <laughs> True. yeah mm. yeah i got in at 2012 summer of 2012 for seven dollars jesus right? whoa <laughs> and did you get back out or what i kind of fucked up because i got out at 2500 so mm. i made uh, mm. i made a lot of money but yeah. i could have made about 10 times more right yeah, yeah. still crazy hey that's it's not too bad that's yeah. good. you could always think about how much more you could have made but it's probably best exactly. that you got out early as opposed to like because as soon as it starts really taking off that's when you don't want to leave and yeah the next at, thing you know at you've got some nothing. point you just gotta pull yeah you know, and you mm. gotta you gotta regroup which i did so yeah true you've always been huge into rust like where did that start so the first day Russ came out, mm -hmm. uh, Gary Newman, uh, he hit up a bunch of, actually it wasn't even out, right? It was just in a, it was a browser game. And so to populate it for people to play it, Gary Newman like DM'd a bunch of people on Twitter that were YouTubers mm -hmm. and gave them codes. I ended up getting a code and like just day one fell in love with this thing. Well, this right? was back in Legacy. Yeah. Right? So I played a little bit of Minecraft, but like Russ is the first PC game that I really played. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. And okay. so immediately fell in love with it and I've been playing Rust ever since, you know. Mm. Yeah. Have you guys ever played Rust together or has that yeah. never happened? Yeah, 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 a couple yeah, times. Yeah. A couple times. It's been fun. Mm. And like, what do you think about the game now? Do you still see it as huge potential? Oh, yeah. they, I remember when you said it was eSports ready. I don't I don't know about that one, Chief. Are you think it's eSports ready? I want to turn it into an eSport because What do you envision? Like with the esports for Rust, like well, what's uh, that's the thing that I struggle with. So, so I've already done this. Uh -huh. um, you know, there was a game type uh, that we worked on and, and that we created where there are two uh, TCs and in a very small building, one by one. All right, and uh, both teams have a bunch of weapons, and there's a bunch of crates that come down with potential C4 or whatever, and they just battle it out, and whoever 
you know, destroys the other team's TC wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called Rust Conquest. So we tried that out. We did do a live like eSport event. Um, we had about 5,000 viewers. Uh, it was okay, but it's like, it's hard to build something from nothing. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It, it, it just sure. is. So at that time, Rust was taking a dive. This is uh, maybe about two years ago. Rust started really slowing down um, because they started making all these changes with the um, the components and all that. Yeah, they had the XP system for a while. Yeah, there was a, there was a time where people were not really into Rust. Right now, Rust is in a very, very healthy state. And the reason why Rust is popping off so... I mean, they just had 100,000 concurrent um, players, which is a new record, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The reason why it's so healthy right now is because of horses and helicopters, mm-hmm. all right? It makes the game so much more engaging because if you need to go somewhere to loot something, it takes you forever, right? Mm-hmm. You can speed up the game by just getting in that helicopter, going and looking for sulfur, landing, getting that sulfur, and then flying back home. And it's 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 made the game just so much more enjoyable, mm-hmm. you know? It's probably also resulted in way better content as well. Yeah, which it's some really great really content creators. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. All right, well, let's talk about your career a little bit, Keem. Let's sure. let's, uh, mm-hmm. let's like how do you how did you find yourself being the number one drama channel on YouTube? How did you find yourself <laughs> in that position? Do you want me to start from the very beginning? Let's, let's, yeah, go, let's go. Start, go. Let's start with uh, Blog TV. <laughs> well, it'll take a, a little bit to get there, but uh, yeah. So I did um, I did legal collections at, a, at an attorney's office. I was pretty good at my goddamn job, and uh, I would get a bonus check for hitting different quotas and stuff. Got big fucking bonus check uh took everyone in the office out for drinks got completely wasted went home got on xbox live and just started talking shit to people because that's what i like to do mm-hmm. and i was especially really drunk <laughs> so i'm telling this guy i'm like i'm gonna bend your grandmother over my knee shave her ass hair roll it up in a blunt and make you smoke it like i'm Damn. saying foul <laughs> shit right mm-hmm. um i didn't know this but a guy in my game was recording me. <laughs> I had no idea. Right. So like the next day I get on Xbox Live and my messages are filled. See you, seen you on YouTube. I'm like, I'm not on YouTube. What the, f- what is this, right? I find the video and I'm like, oh my God. So I reach out to the guy because I was going to ask him to delete it because I didn't want it to right. affect my job. Yeah. He goes, dude, you're the funniest dude like I've ever heard. Best trash talker. He's like, you should make videos with us. We just formed this group. We're like, you know, messing with kids, talking trash to them in this game. So I went from asking him to delete it to being like, Again, like joining it. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. so I started doing that and within three months, Machinima offered me a contract cause you couldn't get paid back then for mm-hmm. gaming content. Oh, you just yeah, did it for the right. love of the right. love of the game. Yeah. You know, Machinima offered me a, a contract within three months, started my own YouTube channel. It just blew up. What year was around the time that you first started your YouTube channel? Uh, it would have been January of 2009. And it was, wow. was, it, was it on your own channel or was it on that group? Well, we had our own individual channels and then we had a group channel. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so we were the first, I mean, obviously there was gaming trolling videos and mm-hmm. content like it was that like good grief, good prior grief. to us. Right. But we were the first ones to, um, like have a channel based on that. Like mm-hmm. all of our content was based on that. Yeah. You know, so you'd go into a game, someone call you uh, a faggot or whatever, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, now we're going to fuck with this dude. We're going to betray him. You know, we're going to get him to betray us. And we're going to be like, yo, uh, what's the shape of Italy? Boo. And then we kick him from the game because uh, he's betrayed us. Like yeah. just shit like that. So, so this is on Halo. Yeah. All on Halo 3. 
So we were the first ones that did that. Our channel blew up. I mean, we got um, uh, 250,000 subscribers, which back then That's was, huge. was, was yeah. like in, in 2009, that was like literally having like, I don't know, 10 million subs today, right? Yeah. Um, after a while of doing this, people didn't believe us. They were like, oh, your videos are staged. You know, the, the main meme back then was faking gay. Oh, yeah, this is faking gay. Ray William Johnson to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I had to prove people that we were doing these pranks. These pranks were real. Um, so I started streaming over on blog TV mm -hmm. and, uh, I was doing all my pranks and all my trolling and all my trash talking and all my different characters that I would do at, uh, in Halo three <coughs> in front of a live audience, <coughs> pulling anywhere between two and 3000 people every single night. That is Damn, insane that's very crazy. Yeah. for back then. Yeah, yeah. That was the late 2009 summer of 2010. So wow. on that site, blog TV, there was was uh, the Shaytards, Shane Dawson, mm -hmm. Philip DeFranco, everybody kind of had a blog TV deal. And uh, Shay Carl, or no, either Shay Carl or Philip DeFranco was number one when I started over there. And when the, in a matter of like three months, I became number one on blog TV. Like that wow. was like my mm. platform. Um, so I did very good with that, trolling and, and doing all that live stuff. Uh, eventually at some point, like, um, you know, uh, Xbox Live started banning all my Xboxes. I mean, like every fucking day, it was like religious to me. Go to GameStop, buy a brand new Xbox. Wow. So go well, home. Once the account's banned, you can't use that Xbox anymore. You can't you use just... that Xbox. They right. would ban the what? Xbox. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, in order to make my videos, I'd have to like try to hide my <laughs> username, right? Jeez. It's because the Xbox moderator who. He was doxxed and everything. His, his name was Steve, but I can't think of his last name, which whatever. Um, he he would go on to every single stream because they were trying to stop this trolling. They were trying right. to stop. Trying to stop cyberbullying. Microsoft was trying to stop everything that made gaming fun. Like <laughs> just that's why they lost to Sony, period. But um, <coughs> so they were trying to stop that by banning me. Um, and so what I would do is I would stream for about one hour, get banned console banned can't do anything with it it's a bricked it's literally banned from going online take that the next day to GameStop. return it hey this didn't work get a new one then the next day it would be walmart and i would just switch places just so i could keep doing it that became so stressful and so much hell that yeah, i just Jesus. i needed mm -hmm. to find something else to do because yeah. microsoft was trying to shut me down so there was this website called battle cam right and i would go over on battle cam and that wasn't gaming at all that was just live you know, talking trash to each other. Um, and there was one spot where you could cam up and everybody would have to be in this lineup and the viewers would vote if that person stays up or get gets voted down, right? So it's like a 1v1 verbal battle kind of thing? Yeah, right. yeah. So what I would do is I'd go over there, but I would also be live streaming on blog TV. Mm. I'd come over with 2,000 people. They would all upvote <laughs> me and I would hijack the oh. website. <laughs> So nobody could kick me off. Yeah, and I would that's sit, amazing. I would sit there for like two hours straight talking shit to every single one of those people that cammed up normally. They couldn't even respond. <laughs> so what the, kind of people were they like? Were they just regular just guys? Boomers, or? white trash, right. like just some young kids like 
every different you know race, every different age group, every different so like. The, so the idea of of battle cams is you get on a webcam and you and you talk <laughs> shit to each other, and the audience decides who talked the best shit. The audience decides who stays <laughs> up. Yeah. It's, is there anything like that around today? That I don't sounds think like a, so. a great concept. Fucking great yeah, idea. No, it's a great idea. So it was created by Elkie David, who's an eccentric uh, billionaire, right? Hmm. And so Elkie David went over on Twitch at the time. And he had like, you know, all his hot wives and stuff twerking or whatever. And Twitch banned him. And so he was Bummer. like, fuck Twitch. I'm going to create my own site. And he created Battlecam. Was uh, it Justin.tv at the time? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But people don't remember that. So that's mm. just said Twitch. But um, so, yeah, his whole idea was I'm going to make a live stream platform where anything goes. Right. So like these people on camera showing their face would be calling each other the F words, the N words, like everything. Genius. Whatever race you were, people said racist stuff to you, you know? Sure. Mm -hmm. um, so it was an all out war and it was fun. I loved it because I had such a big fan base that I could just bully everyone there. <laughs> um, but eventually, Alki made me a moderator because I brought so many viewers mm -hmm. over to the website, right? And there was this other guy, Alex, who was also a moderator. Ah, mm. um, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what happened was, is when you're a moderator, you can start anyone and you can kick anyone. So from what's the, the idea? So starting is just putting somebody up. Okay, let's say what we're, is starting? we're let's say we're all in the lineup, right? Okay, I'm first, you're second, all the way around, right? Yeah. A moderator can put him in the front of the line and just make him go up on the camera, right? You know? okay. Or he can kick him out or whatever, right? You have all these controls. I'm a moderator. Alex is a moderator, <laughs> and Elky David is not there. There's right. no one there. So what Alex starts doing is he starts starting me over and over again. When I'm I'm waiting, I'm being a good boy, I'm waiting in the lineup for my turn, and he keeps starting me. So to the audience, it looks like I'm starting so, myself. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why you say, I'm, yeah. I, I'm not starting my fucking self. <laughs> yeah, so at the whole time he's doing this, I'm like, dude, I'm not starting myself in the chat. My fans are saying that. Uh, you know, Alex is doing this shit, da-da-da-da. And Alex is sitting there calling me, you know, a dago, a wop because I'm Italian and this is just like a normal part of this website. You know, yep, everyone's yeah. racist. Guinea wop, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah true. <laughs> true. A little Italian moment there for you. Yeah. Hey, give me a coffee. Um, <laughs> coffee pot. Copper coffee pot. Yeah. So what I did is I went and I live streamed on blog TV mm -hmm. proving that I was not starting myself, you right. know, yeah. my hands were up mm, in the air, yes. oh. told my fans to, you know, spam Alex with the N word, <laughs> you know, to, to fire back because he was calling me a dag or a wop. And so that's, that's basically what that clip is. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So for anyone watching or listening who doesn't know what this meme is, there's basically just this clip. <laughs> just, just look up Keemstar N word. Yeah. Just, just look up Keemstar N word and you'll see. It's I mean, a, it's something that happened so a, long it's ago. It's a fantastic piece of internet history. It's a golden it really video. The, just the way you said the end with such such passion. Well, look, I really <laughs> drove it home. Obviously, anyone with a brain cell left like will like, defend you on this one and say like, "Oh, it was no big deal." Yeah, oh, dude, it really wasn't. Well, you're but, cool with Alex, anyways, now, right? Sure. Uh, no, I hate him. He oh. deserved it. He oh. deserved everybody. Okay. I don't like Alex. Guys, has I, Alex, seen if Alex you're recently? watching this, yeah. fuck you. Yeah, I've actually Jesus. never heard the like. I didn't know the full yeah, story. Of it. Yeah. I'm yeah, actually yeah. glad I saved yeah. it for the podcast. Hearing mm -hmm. that, it's like okay, I yeah. it's 
I don't have a problem at all with that clip then. Not that yeah. I did, because it was so old, who cares? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. well over 10 years yeah. ago. Well, yeah. I mean, how would you? How did you feel about the clip over the course of your career? Did it sort of haunt you, or is it always this thing where you're like, well, so, I don't care? Or? So the first year that it happened, like people shared the clip like, haha, yeah, F Alex, right? right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The second year it happened, more of the same. It wasn't until 2012 when it was like, it like oh. It like, re it like resurfaced. Yeah, yeah. So 2012. Yeah. Well, no, it was always like part of the thing because everyone right. thought that clip was funny from day one, right? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, but it wasn't until 2012 when it started to turn and it started being <laughs> used against me. Like, because the internet changed, right? Yeah. Like, you, like, if you're a racist, you're a bad person. If you say something racist, you're a bad person. Back then, and I know this seems crazy, like, to say this, but the more crazy you were, the more homophobic, racist, or whatever you were, it didn't even matter. Like, people just, people want want it and expected the internet to be that well back then. you know the internet back then was toxic toxic and edgy you know i mean well, it was a jungle yeah you know even even, yeah. even shane dawson had a lot of edgy humor yeah. you know when he was in that prime you i'm know, sure everyone did i yeah, mean dude. shane shane dawson's literally being exposed for stories about calling children sexy and <laughs> fucking cats and everything else and it's like you hear this stuff and you're like how could you shane but then for someone like me remembers, yeah. oh, the internet was, that's what the internet was. Well, that was the, that was the meme. Yeah. It was the humor. But yeah. like, and everyone yeah. was in on it at that time. And as the time passes and people come back on, yeah. they're not in on the joke. Sure. And they're not in on how the culture context. was years ago. Yeah. Mm. And, and just to back that up in case someone's like, nah, he did a bad person. Uh, how <laughs> many people have been exposed? How many famous people have been exposed for horrible, horrible things they said on Twitter in the years 2009 to 2012. Many. They're always between 2009 and 2012. Kevin Hart lost his thing you know? with the Oscars, right? Yeah. Yep. It's so stupid, man. I mean, yeah. you, can, you can almost always yeah. tell that it's just an old joke. The, the, the internet was different. Gabby Hanna, okay? Gabby fucking Hanna, Mrs. Miss, uh, I'm so proud of this community. <laughs> like, you know, mm. she had a tweet <laughs> Where she was saying kids are sexy back in two thousand like eleven or wow, something. Wow, a lot of people thinking kids are sexy around here. <laughs> <It's not> crazy, <laughs> you know. Weird. Yeah. There used to be a meme back in the day. I don't know if you guys remember this. So the pedo bear. Yeah. Like that. Just this was part of our culture. Like, please think of something yeah. really fucked up and let's joke about yeah, it. Yeah, you know? humor like, back then was pretty fucked, eh? That's humor back then was better. Yeah. I still have that humor yeah. today. I just can't express it. We all, I think, have that humor today. That's kind of well. how we built we our channels. Up. Yeah, yeah. Up with it. Yeah, yeah. I think a big part of the reason that we kind of got big actually came was the fact that we sort of rejected that expectation that we would censor ourselves. <laughs> Not that we were ever <coughs> insanely edgy, but yeah, we're, we're definitely edgy enough in a time where it was kind of considered like, mm. what the fuck? Like, yeah, oh, can't believe guys, I just said that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, it's so, weird though because you don't want to use it as a crutch, but yeah, no. When so, did drama alert start? Yeah, yeah so, to, mm -hmm. so to get on with your story, um, eventually my channels got banned and stuff, like on YouTube everywhere. Yeah. Like I, I remember um, the network that we were with at the time, I can't even think of the name of it. The CEO of the network emailed me. He's like, bro, dude, we have to, sh we have to unpartner you. I'm like, why? He's like, dude, it, it says fag. Like on your, cause the name of our group oh. was F-A-G and he was gay. And, oh, he, and so he was in L.A., and this is just when things started F changing. F.A.G. Like, stood for Federation of Asshole Gamers, yes. right? 
Yeah. And the the middle A it was like an at was an at sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so the reason why we called ourselves that is because every game in Halo Three, someone would call you a fag. Yeah, it just it yeah. is what it is, right? So our immediate response would be like, "Yeah, I know," <laughs> you know, like. Sure. Um, so he he dropped us from there. Uh, the channel got banned. That's a whole other story. I wanted mm. how the channel got banned. Um, didn't really know what I was gonna do because I was done with trolling because Xbox was banning my Xboxes. Well, who else was involved in Fag? Uh, two bucks, two bucks, uh, Asian kid from my hometown of Buffalo, New York. Um, Duranker, who's actually older than me, still like Jesus, he's the guy that's, that's possible, yeah, he's yeah, that is possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Robot, uh, the FAG robot, um, which I'm still in contact with all those boys today. How, how are they doing? Where are they now? They're all doing really well. Um, you know, everyone's got jobs and their own careers, and they're cool. kind of done with the internet. But yeah. every once in a while, we get together, we play some games, and yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's sick. I just bought all of them brand new gaming PCs. Oh, you know? dope, man! Like, that's yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, the trolling stuff was done and over with, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Didn't know what I was going to do in my career. At this time, Scene Anners, um, are you familiar with him? Big yeah, YouTuber, yeah, of course. Big Call of Duty YouTuber at yep. the time starts playing this weird indie game. Fucking, what is this shit? 8 bit weird indie game. All right. Just it makes no fucking sense to anyone, right? We, we all have consoles. The viewers all have consoles. We all have Xboxes or PlayStations. This dude is up here in this 8 bit world making blocks and doing this weird thing called Minecraft. Okay. Mm. So a bunch of Call of Duty YouTubers at the time leave. Call of Duty and start becoming Minecraft YouTubers. So this must have been like 2012, 2013? Mm, this is 2011. 2011. 2011. So, so what I ended up doing, um, or no, it was 2010. It was, mm, it was towards yeah, the yeah, end yeah. of 2010. Yeah. So I, I went and made a new channel, which was Minecraft. Did did pretty good on it. Messed around with what it. Was it. Had called? servers. Um, Minecraft All-Stars. Kind of mm. created a community channel, but I had nothing going on. Like, I just didn't know what I was going to do. Somebody hit me up and they were like, you know what? There is a guy who is making a Minecraft game and he's releasing it on an Xbox. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. There are fucking millions of kids who have consoles who don't have a gaming PC that are watching this Minecraft stuff, they can't mm. play the game. I'm like, get me in contact with this dude. So I got in contact with that dude. I go, dude, let's work out a deal. Uh, I, will, I will promote this game. I'll make this game as huge as possible. Like, give me like percentage of this game. He's like, nah, I don't know. Like, you know, I go, okay, I'm gonna promote this game for 24 hours. I fired up and, and I'm just gonna prove to you what I can do. Fired up the live stream, asked my fans. I was like, listen, I need all of your help. We need to promote this game. We need to let the world know. My fans start spamming every single gaming journalist. All right. Mm. Like, oh, this game is coming. Minecraft clone is coming. Da, 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 da. Within 24 hours, this game has so much publicity. Every gaming website does an article on it. Every gaming, like Machinima, YouTuber, and all those shows, they do a story about it. This thing blows up. The guy gives me 30% ownership of the game. And uh, the game comes out, and it fucking sells two million copies. It's Fortress Craft, right? Fortress Craft, yeah. Yeah, I remember right. that piece of shit. So that was my <laughs> that was my first like big big break. Not a good game, shitty game, but people. Yeah, it, was, it. it was a Minecraft clone, but it was the only one available on Xbox. So of course, fucking kids are gonna buy it. Brilliant, brilliant move. So then I had a bunch of money. 
but still no career online anymore because mm-hmm. I was still just fucking yep. around, you know? Yep. Bought a brand new house, bought, bought a brand new uh, vehicle, threw a bunch of money in bank, bought a lot of Bitcoin because mm-hmm. um, it was right around that same time um, and just didn't know what I wanted to do. So started a podcast with uh, one of my friends called The Bad Kids Show. Uh, that blew up, but the channels kept getting deleted and mm-hmm. shut down and shut down and shut down. So we'd make new channels and just, just keep doing the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it just got it just got really like it just sucked, man. They just kept deleting my channels over and over again. Didn't know what I was gonna do. Got addicted to this show called Newsroom on HBO. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like like addicted. Like I was in that world, and so I seen Call of Duty YouTubers at the time fighting like talking shit on Twitter, but on YouTube, not so much. Every once in a while, you'd have a YouTuber brave enough to be like, I don't like this guy. I don't like what he did, you know? But Mm -hmm. all the opinions and all the fighting and stuff was on Twitter. So what I started doing, because I was addicted to newsroom, is I started as a meme to like, act like a fucking reporter and talk about people fighting with each other on Twitter. And then fans were like, you need a hashtag. I was like, (laughs) uh, hashtag drum alert. Right. Right. And then someone's like, dude, you should make videos on this. I was like, fuck it. So I made a video. I got a hundred thousand views on a brand new channel. Jeez. That's Um, massive. 24 hours. What, how, what year would that have been? That was, uh, the, I would say the end of 2000. No, no, no. Early 2012. Yeah, so 100,000 yeah. views would have been crazy back yeah. then. Oh, and, yeah. And that type of time frame. I made a channel. I made the first Dromler channel, and it got um, 100,000 subscribers in 30 days. And every single video had, like, anywhere between 60 and 100,000 views. Crazy. Wow. And what was um, the, like, general reception with the community on YouTube when that sort of cropped up was everyone sort of excited about this drama channel or where they get terrified of it immediately or it was an instant success right it was um so youtubers uh they were watching it like they were all watching it they were mm-hmm. all into it mm-hmm. i already i already built my reputation with all these gaming entertainers they know me from fag right? right there was no one that did anything even similar until much later you know the grief guys came around yeah, yeah. um so everybody knew who i was so they just supported this goddamn thing that I was doing and, and would check it out. The thing about that sort of stuff is like as a YouTuber, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of people that dislike the drama alert channel, but, uh, and like the fact that it's reporting on the drama and stuff. But I think most YouTubers, if they look and they're recommended and see a juicy story, they're going to click it. You know, yeah, they're, they're going to be interested in it. Yeah. Let me know who they are so I can expose them. <laughs> um, so, the main thing was like, there was two things. It was always a joke, right? I'm pretending to be a newscaster, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also serious, cause this is real news. And then also there was a, always another element of it from the very beginning where fuck TMZ, fuck the mainstream media. They are not treating us like celebrities and I'm getting more views than CNN, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not treating us like fucking celebrities. So it was like, I'm gonna create a news thing that will treat these people like superstars, you know, and what they say matters and their opinions matter. And, you know, I'm going to focus on that regardless in the span of two years, I created four drum alert channels that all got banned. Each one of them had over a hundred thousand subscribers. Right. So to this day, YouTube, Susan, you owe me five, a hundred K plaques. Um, <laughs> 
I had to figure out a way to get around this because there was haters that were like, hey, YouTube, Keemstar has a new channel. And they were just banning it. And I had to start over and over again. So I had to figure out a way to, to survive this. So we looked at the TOS, went through every line and was like, okay, we, we got it, right? Put the channel, um, a, a friend created the current drama art channel. They went to suspend it again. And it, we were just like, Keemstar doesn't even own this. He's the content creator. Right. He's not banned from appearing in a YouTube video. Yeah. He's just banned from creating a channel. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, I was the first one to kind of discover this loophole and they had to unban it. Legally, they had to unban the channel, right? Did that take much fighting or any legal battle Dude, there? It, it, was a, it was a span of my network at the time sending a lengthy email and it was back in two days. Right. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's, it's so crazy to think that, you know, people think of like very recent YouTube being all, you know, suppressing of what they don't support, but they've been doing it since the beginning. It's just people haven't yeah. really been talking mm -hmm. about it other than you. Well, I got really lucky because, you know, because I've had such a, a, a good career with trolling and entertained so many people, eventually fans of mine got jobs at YouTube and started working at YouTube who did support me and did fuck with me and did understand who I was as a content creator. Like I'm not a horrible person. I'm a character, right? You know, like mm. they got that. And so in early 2016, in February of 2016, I was completely removed off the ban list. And they said, this is your second chance. If you fuck up again and yeah. get banned, you're mm. done. Right? Yeah, yeah. So from, I got my channel back, it was legally given back to me and I've towed the line ever since. So yeah. Cool. And then, us. yeah, I mean, what, between then and now, it's just being drama alert, drama alert, just kind of keeping up with things. Yeah, I mean, I just, I love <laughs> it, right? I love talking about shit. I love when stuff goes down in the community. Like, it's literally what gets me up in the morning, you know? Like, I just, I, I love it, you know? I, I want to know, what was it like when uh, the iDubs video yeah, got released? 20, yeah. 2016 was a weird, a weird year for you. Everyone has such a misconception of how that all went down. Because iDubs released a content cop on me. Mm -hmm. I lost 300 subs in the first hour it was out and then started gaining again. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of people come over and dislike my videos, mm -hmm. but I didn't lose subscribers. I didn't lose them at all. How I lost subscribers and how it was, and it, look, the iDubs Keemstar thing is funny, right? You know, mm -hmm, there's sure. a bunch of clips of me yeah. being a complete asshole, right? And that's, that's part of the gimmick, right? That's part of who I am online. So it's, it's a good video. I don't see anything wrong with it. What happened is months later, um, two people betrayed me. Leafy is here, mm -hmm. grade A under A. They saw this, this hate being grown. Well, it all started from old clips of trolling, right? Yeah. I'm telling, like I played this character called uh, Evil Keemstar. And so for an hour this, of the start of the show, talk shit to my fans like that's how i open the stream oh. so i'm telling my fans i hope your mother dies of cancer i hate you all i do this all for money like it's a character that i would do every single stream yeah, right right evil yeah. keemstar opens the show sounds like the patreon pre-show to me <laughs> <laughs> so all these clips were taken completely out of context and they were being portrayed to a new audience in the year 2016 as actual statements you know mm. there's there's no like so it was taken out of classic. context oh 100 100 so as these exposed videos are building up the idubs video was real it didn't it didn't take me out of context it didn't say oh look at him saying these horrible things you know like it didn't that one was fine it was 
leafy and grade a under a who took a bunch of shit completely out of yeah. context didn't tell the story didn't do the backstory they wanted to backstab me because we were actually friends we would talk like every single night on yeah. skype and to, shit. to what extent were you friends with leafy you know how well did you know him when you guys were friends every day on skype for hours um you know helping him with his youtube channel giving him ideas you know helping him i mean look dude leafy went from this guy that's kind of cool, kind of popular to a mega star. Like, you know, Very the quickly. people don't understand this kid mm -hmm. was, this kid was making fucking a quarter of a million dollars in just YouTube rev every single month, Yeah, Jesus. you know? Um, so, you know, when he got that big, he needed help. He needed guidance. I was a YouTuber for eight years at the time or whatever it was, seven years. And I was able to help him and like give him advice on what you do with your money and you know, navigate through his battles with H3H3 and everything else. So, you know, between me, him and grade, we created this like, you know, friend group to just help each other out on YouTube, just like anyone does, just yeah. like this is misfits or whatever. Sure. When um, you discovered him, like, what was your immediate impression? Like, how did you find him? Did like, I presume you reached out to him at, at some point on Twitter or whatever. And there was something major that he did um, where he had his, oh, uh, there was the hiss. Hiss, mm, his fans would okay. hiss, yeah. right? Oh, that, yeah, that went huge. So that's the, that's the first thing that put me on his radar. And we just started talking from there and became friends. Yeah. Right. So. Interesting. But uh, so all these Keemstar, you know, exposed videos of all my trolling clips being exposed to a new audience. It created this bubble and this hate mob. The content cop comes out. They decide to like throw me under the bus and ride that wave up and make exposed videos on me and betray me. Um and yeah dude it, it was hell i had to leave the internet mm -hmm. right uh, you know it that was very much real it very much got very fucking ugly uh it got to a point where i couldn't even defend myself some good memes were created from mm -hmm. it though you know why am i still yeah. getting hate? <laughs> yeah because i put out an hour defense like proving all this was wrong right sure. it, you know i was innocent oh, but it didn't matter like the fans wanted why to am i still getting hate? to lynch someone so, yeah. so was that the why am i still getting hate thing was that kind of in the middle of that i don't want to call it a breakdown but would you call it a breakdown or is it just the that was my recovery right okay. so i left the internet for for, I, I got this dope retreat place uh, at, a, at a resort. Mm. A bunch of friends drove across the country to just kind of hang out with me, drank a bunch of beers, and just left the internet. Actually left the internet. Right. Uh, I had a guy covering for me at the time, uh, Blue. He covered for me. He took like a, a bunch of the hate, a bunch of the arrows. But, you know, I had to. Like there was no way to. It, the mob was just too big. I mean, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't one person's fan base, right? It was leafy. It was great. Yeah. The iDubs people that thought mm. this was funny, now they've turned into actually haters because of these other videos, right? Yeah. Um, so it was just too intense. I had, to, I had to get out. And when I came back, I knew I was taking big L's, but I was just going to keep swinging until I won, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so after proving myself, after why am I still getting hate, after all that, I just fucking had this one-on-one -on -one moment where with myself and said, Look, dude, you've done this for years. You always rose to the top by fucking entertaining. You have to fucking show them because what they tried to do is they tried to build scarce up. They all said unsub from yeah. Keem and sub to uh, scarce. Right. Scarce is killing it recently. Is he still yeah. a thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, well, I was watching some of his videos this morning. Yeah. Wrong podcast to bring that up, man. Wrong <laughs> fucking podcast to bring that one up. <laughs> he lost a lot of weight, though. 
Yeah, yeah. And he's also a nice guy. So Scarce went from... um, I had 1.6 million subs at the time. Uh, I quickly lost 200,000 during this. Mm. And Scarce gained like a million subs within a month. crazy. From all these shout-outs from all these people that organized this hit Mm. on me, right? So I am no longer the number one drama channel. I'm fucked. Scarce has me by a million subs. And I just got to, I got to fight for the right to fucking, you know, be number one. So from that moment on, I stopped being like, this happened and this happened. I stopped doing the, the, the newsroom guy act. And I started being fucking the guy that everyone thought I was the asshole. And I've just mm-hmm. said, okay, I am going to be fucking Keemstar on this goddamn thing. I'm going to put my opinion out, and I, I, I'm going to be biased as fuck. And this is now, Drumler's going to be the Keemstar show. Mm-hmm. So the show mm-hmm. immediately changed, and I developed a fan base and just started winning and, and beat them. Yeah. There's definitely, like, a huge audience for people that want to consume, like, uh, news and drama and stuff, but also kind of want to be told how they should be feeling about it. So I yeah. feel like having that bias and that personality behind it, even though it's supposed to be a news show, yeah. I feel like that is like super beneficial. Yeah. Well, I don't withhold information, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to hear all the information, but then I'm going to give my opinion and I'm yeah. going to tell you which way to think. Now, you can disagree with me and tell me to go fuck off, right? But I just want you to come back tomorrow to, yeah. for the time that you do agree you're, with you're me. You're offering you know? just a perspective yeah. Yeah. Of, of many possible yeah. perspectives. So it was your... Uh, so was it content cop was your content cop the first content cop based around one person because i know he did the like food review channel my content cop was the first one to really pop off yeah, yeah, cause yeah. He did, i think i did one on jinx yeah jinx way, way, was like, yeah. the thing is i was uh the content cop actually happened from a very a misunderstanding like i had this reputation of ruining careers right and it became a meme like so i would joke about it and so i was helping organize an iDubs and Jinx boxing fight with a celebrity boxing fight promoter. And I was trying to get all that organized, so I was talking to iDubs a lot in the DMs. And then iDubs uploaded a video and he had the Alex clip in there. Mm. And I'm like, oh no, not this. (laughs) It's come back to haunt you. (laughs) It's not this. This is the the time where it started to be like, oh, you're a racist, you're in the KKK. You know, like. Mm. This is the time where it was being really negative. So I hit up iDubs. I'm like, dude, please don't like, don't use that clip. I'm like, or I'd have to ruin your career. Like laughing out loud as the meme. He took that as I was actually threatening him. He didn't understand that. It was a DM though. Yeah, it was a DM. So yeah, you could kind of. He took that. Well, it says laughing out loud at the end. So you should have done forward slash S. (laughs) So he took that as fuck Keemstar. I'm making the Keemstar content cop. And of course there's tons of content. Cause like yeah. my Twitter was always popping at me just fighting with people. Like that's, sure. that's the entertainment. Did you know it was coming out before it came out? I had no idea. Okay. Wow. I sweat it for that first hour. Cause yeah. I was losing subs. But then when yeah. I started gaining subs, I was like, eh, whatever, you know? Right. What? Then the hive mind kicks in. <laughs> <laughs> so give us some insight into how you'd film a typical episode of drama alert. Is it kind of done in one take or do you, like ever have to take a second to think about it or who supplies like, you the information yeah like what's how's so, that give us like give us the process from step one to, mm-hmm. to the end so i'm constantly on twitter all day long love twitter best app ever um my fans anytime there's drama they tweet it at me 
So I'm checking my mentions. Like if something happens, it's not one person that's tweeting at Mm -hmm. me. It's multiple people. So I'm not going to miss it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can't, I can't be on Twitter all day long. I got a family, you know, I got a, I got a kid, you know, I got three, three houses. Yeah. Three houses. I got man (laughs) stuff to do. How do you have three houses? What do you do with three houses? Well, I bought my first house from getting the fortress crap money. Right. That house is now like a museum. When I left, I didn't take anything from it. Like nothing, some clothes, but that's it. Are you, are you renting it out? Uh, well, my brother-in-law stays there right now, but it's like, it's, it's basically a time capsule of early Drumler and Keemstar and all that. Mm. Bought a new house. Um, love the new house. That's the one that you see on Twitter and stuff. Yeah, with my the big pool. pool and the, yeah. yeah. Love that house. Got it in foreclosure. Got an amazing deal. If I told you how much I spent on it, you wouldn't believe me. How much um, you spend on it? 315000 I don't believe really? it. Really? Yeah, that's crazy. It's worth six hundred. so yeah. Jeez. Congrats. Oh Very God. good. Foreclosure, dude. That's the move. Um, then uh, I, I, my parents own a farm in the middle of fuck all, right? And mm-hmm. so I love riding four-wheelers atvs side-by-sides i love snowmobiling i just i needed to get another house out there to do that type of shit so i bought a house for that sole reason to fill it up with toys just to Mm -hmm. you know potentially kill myself one day on an (laughs) atv uh so yeah so that's how i got the third house thick so the process oh yeah the process okay so we have a skype group and you know i have two guys that have worked for me for over three years you, now. Do you still use Skype? Yeah, yeah, I love Skype. Discord Why? sucks. It lags. It it stutters. Really? Look, it, look. If the P, I've been dogging on Discord, and like I get these kids that are like, "Oh, Discord is way, but Skype is for boomers." Okay, try to do some tests. I want to see some actual real test about verbal quality, like like voice quality. Skype versus Discord. Discord mm. is not going to win. You reckon? There's a lag. It's it's not as clear. Like you know what I mean? It's just it's it's not as good. Skype is still superior to Discord. I will with admit, verbal yeah, communication. There is a lag. Like is there? If you, I think it's so slight. I, it's so but, slight. It's practically unnoticeable. Wasn't that the reason why we all recorded our own individual audio tracks when we did the podcast on Discord? Well, I mean, dude, to be fair. Three people were in New yeah, Zealand, one was in Melbourne, and two, two were on the East Coast, the I, US. I would have thought with Drama Alert and all the organization that must have to go down with the team and stuff, that Discord, all the different channels, having a server, that could be useful. But can Here you kind of get along with it on Skype? Yeah, I just, there's there's four of us in there, and I just scroll through and make yeah. get everything. Right. The guys that work for me, they're they're brilliant. You know, They're not just finding the stories, but they're looking for like fan reactions and getting mm. a couple in there right so i can judge kind of what the public is how did how did you hire these how did you come across these two people how did you procure their service you said four yeah oh, is it four? Um, no it should be three because it's him and three others yeah way way back in the day um when drama was much smaller i had a group of fans that were just like you know were helping out like mm-hmm. you know they weren't employees or anything they were just like dude like i want to be a part of this group in this thing and i want to help you find stories uh, out of maybe like 50 different people during that time when we would do that, one was a God and that's Owen. So hired him, um, when we started actually making money. Um, and then another guy from Brazil, Gus, um, just absolutely obsessed with Alyssa Violet and Jake Paul mm. <laughs> and his Twitter, he was doing drama alert basically on his own personal Twitter mm. and he was getting the information before anyone in that world and that whole world and he wasn't getting paid for it and i'm like dude like 
I, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm stealing this guy's news. Like I'm using mm -hmm. all his leads to break my stories. I'm just going to fucking hire you. And I hit him up and dude, he's been absolutely great. And so, you know, I've had a lot of different people that work for me and a lot of them can't deal with, you know, like I'm a bit of a dick. Like if you can't get the shit done, mm -hmm. you can't do what I'm asking. Like just get the fuck out of here. Right. Um, those two guys have, have been very loyal and, and, and very good at, at finding news. So how it works is I go through probably on average, every drumler about 20 stories of those 20 stories. I got to think about how can I turn this into entertainment? How can I tell the audience a good story? How can I get viewers that don't give a fuck about this YouTuber that don't care about this YouTuber to care about this. Right. Sure. And if I, if I can convince myself that I can tell that story and make it engaging, I run that story. So I'll go through and I normally pick about five different stories. I have pictures, right? Just screenshots of videos, screenshots of tweets. And I put them in lines on my laptop and then I hit record and just start talking. Yeah. Wow. So you just fully off the top, just kind of. Yeah, How many takes per out. average do you think? When I'm reading um, a couple, a couple different takes, like I had to redo them, right? I don't stop the the camera and, yeah. and the audio recording at all, right? But that you just cut, you just retake, and then you cut the bad takes out. You just do a jump cut. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like the the original audio files will be about 15 minutes. The actual video is 10 minutes, so five yeah. minutes of. I stuttered here. Let me redo yeah, that yeah, line. Sure. Yeah. Did you guys hear that Chris Hansen showed up at uh, Onision's house recently? And then Onision called the cops, right? Yeah. And he's like, there's this stalker knocking on my door, shouting through the door, trying to get me to talk to him. Trying to make me take And then the seat. woman goes, do you know who he is? And he goes, yeah, it's, his name's Chris Hansen. It's like everyone in America knows that Chris Hansen goes to pedophiles' houses and tries to talk to them. Well, it was funny. He tried to sue Chris Hansen and this guy, Mr. Rempsion or something, in, in, a, in civil court. And he was trying to get, like, a restraining order so that, so that they couldn't harass him anymore. Mm. And uh, they dropped all of the charges because he sued the wrong Chris Hansen. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude. The, <laughs> what a fucking retard. The wrong Chris Hansen came out with a statement, and he's like, yeah, he's like what the fuck? He's like, he's like hey, like, he, this guy's referring to Chris Hansen from Dateline NPC. Yeah. I, I am not that Chris Hansen. Yeah. What a Please drop have. these charges. And he's like, all right, <laughs> fucking drop them. Oh yeah, my dude. god! But, uh, so I mean, I don't want to bring up Anision because I feel like uh, I don't know. I don't know. He feels like the wrong guy to give attention to. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Dude, I said he has Chris Hansen's attention. I, yeah, it's just a drop in the I, water at this point. I was I interested that. in your take on him, Kim, as a person, as where I, he is at. Have right you guys now. seen that hour-long like video that came out recently with uh, what's his name, the Right Opinion or something? I'm no, gonna get so much hate for the, what I'm about to say. I'm going to get so much hate for this. There's an angry mob out there that wants to see Onision go down. I am willing to bet that Onision is most likely innocent of 75% of the shit he's accused of. Mm. 75%, maybe even more. Maybe it's all of it. It could be all of it. Onision is such a hated figure that if when you watch these Onision exposed videos, you're hearing one side of the story, right? And people are like, guilty. There's no proof. And that's what Onision keeps saying. He's like, where is the proof? There's, there's shit that mm. obviously makes Onision look bad. Treating people horrible. 
but where is the 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 I mean, a picture or something of Onision making out with one of these girls when they're underage. Like, where is the where is the proof? I mean, it's more. It's it seems more reasonable to believe that he is crazy enough to do the stuff he's accused of when he makes a video where he's screaming, stripping naked, and then oh, yeah. pouring kombucha all over his body. But it, what's the reason he's doing that for, though? Is it an actual breakdown, or is it for it's attention? Got to be for attention. 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 I mean, yeah. you know, he's. It's weird. Billy the Fridge went over on a live stream and fucking uh, talked to Onision, yeah. and he was saying, you know, he admitted that he was dating a 17-year-old when he was 25, and then they they moved somewhere. Which is legal. Which, which had a in legal. In Washington. Yeah, it's, uh, they Washington moved to again, Washington. Yeah. You know. I don't know. I, I'm not informed enough to, to really have a take. But Neither yours is certainly hot. Based, based on all the information that I have, I believe... And, and I fully believe this, that Onision is much more innocent than his wife who now transitioned into a guy. Yeah, so, that was that was kind of the vibe I got. Yeah, that's that's how this 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 is my take. I think Onision is like a bystander with his husband or girlfriend. I, it's really confusing. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> sure. uh, but he, he, Onision married a girl who transitioned into a guy. So that does guy, that make Onision gay? Yeah. <laughs> Anision's definitely confirmed gay, yeah. But her name is Kai or his name is Kai. And I think Kai was constantly luring in these underage girls into the home, into the dynamic. Mm. And if Onision did do something wrong, you know, that's why, right? But he's still if he did something wrong, he's guilty, obviously. But I think she is more the the, the predator in a lot of the stuff. Yeah. yeah, the 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 videos I was watching or he they I don't know. very much explained that like, oh yeah, Kai did all this bad stuff, but then they always prefaced it with but that's often what happens when you're a uh, victim of someone like Anissa. Oh, Anissa, yeah. yeah. Oh, so they try to put the they the always fault push back the things on that Kai him. did onto Anision, saying that. It's I mean, like they a, could both be terrible people and work as a team. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I guess well, we'll just have to see. The thing is, is Onision has always been very manipulative, right? So the people that are going at Onision are saying, "Okay, maybe Kai did this, but Onision had a part. He manipulated that scenario, right?" Mm -hmm. Which is like, okay, I get that, and that's very believable, but it's also a guess. You know, yeah. it's mm -hmm. it's it's not proof. Mm -hmm. So. So I guess, yeah, I mean... Hey, man, we'll see what Chris Hansen does in his <laughs> investigation. Yeah. Mm. See if he gets to the bottom of this. Yeah. Yeah, who knows what the hell's going to happen with Onision. Maybe your second most, or maybe it'll even surpass the Bachelor story I someday. I don't cover the Onision story. Right. Very lightly, here and there. And, well, and because there's no real facts, like, or solid stuff for the moment i suppose it's like girls come out with accusations right and that's that's enough for a video but i just it just helps onision i mean yeah. guys okay honestly the people that hate onision that watch every single video about onision onision was dead yeah he was he was pulling two thousand viewers <laughs> yeah. a video now he's pulling fucking sixty thousand to a hundred thousand you guys have through this hate relaunched onision's career and it's and it's Honestly, it's your fault, and I don't think he's getting arrested. Nothing's going to happen at the end of the day because there's not enough proof. He's not going to get arrested. He's not going to be charged. He's not going to be terminated on YouTube. Like you're just helping his career at this point. It's the, it's so interesting with drama on YouTube. I feel like because YouTube is a uh, like considered normal people that 
uh, and they don't have the sort of like celebrity status that actors and stuff do. I feel like the drama is always way more juicy and way more interesting because it feels like relatable. It's almost like someone in your neighborhood does, did something fucked up, you know? Yeah. Whereas if an actor does something fucked up, it's like you talk about it for a day and then you don't really give a shit. Yeah, and the celebrities mm. are always like, they have the PR people, hush, hush, don't yeah. say it. You know yeah, what I mean? So it just ends. A, a relationship between a YouTuber and their audience is much more personal and mm. close mm. than uh, a connection to a fan and an actor. Mm. So yeah. I think... People are obviously more interested in hearing news about YouTubers that they watch as opposed to actors that they like to see in movies because there's just more of a person. You see more of them. I so, said you know. this on uh, on Cold Ones last night, I believe. I don't know. I was very drunk. But um, <laughs> Philip DeFranco has his own building, okay? Philip DeFranco, very rich, very successful. He has his own company, all right? He has multiple companies. When you're watching Philip DeFranco... On YouTube, are you watching him at a news desk or are you s watching him in his bedroom? Why does it look like his bedroom? Because Philip DeFranco understands that you have to look like a YouTuber. You have to appeal to them on like a like a, a guy you know. Yeah. You can't come to him like a company, even though he is a company. So I mean, it's just what you just said amplified. Yeah. It, yeah. 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 You see that everywhere. You see that with streamers. You know, XQC's got a mattress in the yeah. background. You know, every <laughs> yeah. big streamer. It's 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 a casual relationship. There you go. That's what I, I was worried about when I redone my studio. That I would like lose that. Like, dude, it's just a room in my house. But it still is just a room in my house. Yeah. Well, it's a I've set. Actually, you know, a set is important. I've okay. seen. Uh, there's this guy who he he did business management for a lot of content creators or something, and uh, he's been recently growing on YouTube, talking about streamers and why they're doing why some are doing well and some are doing badly and they were he had another guy on and they were discussing that uh you know you can invest all your money back into your stream but there's a point where it gets too good quality and too nice where it just feels corporate it feels unauthentic yeah yeah, yeah. i agree with that you're never going to catch me being professional in anything I do. <laughs> Dude, Same. When I started my gaming tournaments, all these fucking gatekeepers of esports are like, oh, he's bad. Oh, he's this. Bro, I used drama. I used Logan Paul. I used any little bit I could to blow it up because I understand the audience. The audience wants to be entertained. Minecraft Mondays was very successful. You esports mm. people are so fucking boring. You have no <laughs> yeah. vision, no creativity. <laughs> You're over there like shaking your ass to Dr. Pepper, trying to get some dollar dollar bills. If you just care about the views, the the money's going to come afterwards, yeah. you know? True. It's all about eyeballs in the industry. <clears throat> True. Dr. Um, Pill, uh, Dr. Pepper wants to sell Dr. Pepper. They don't care about you and your, you know, yeah, Dr. Clean bullshit. Dr. Pepper for a gaming tournament, dude. Uh, imagine drinking Dr. Pepper. If you're imagine. if you're listening to this episode and you're currently drinking Dr. Pepper, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I actually I have to disagree. I got yeah, shout I out to Dr. Pepper. I got to give a shout out to Dr. Pepper because Dr. Pepper was one of the very first mainstream sponsors to come in and support. Call of Duty Esports, mm. so thank you Well, for I that. have to give a yeah. personal shout-out to my favorite drink, Gamersucks. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, big personal sponsor for us. Code Misfits Gamersucks. Beautiful, better than, better than G Fuel. Keem, where do you, where do you see yourself? Uh, I mean, it's such a typical question, but what's oh, next, yeah. Rakeem? What's next? I, mm. I, I don't going? know. I just came out with a music video trolling mm. all K-pop. 
I hate K-pop. All you stupid bitches better stop or get dropped. I hate K-pop. Banger. I have to ask, what made you do the clown makeup thing? That was genius. That was so funny. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, I mean, I... Shane Dawson uh, really liked that dude. I mm-hmm. really liked that dude. And I respect him on another level because he's from my generation. You know, he's yeah. actually older than me on YouTube. Great generation. Um, who is still at the top of the world, right? And I, for me, when Shane Dawson made the Tan and Con documentary, mm. it opened my eyes to. I can do more with Drumler. I can tell stories in uh, this documentary form mm. and I can do just so much more. And so he inspired me to do the, the Fousey Tube documentary. Which was great too. Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. You guys, yeah. These guys were involved. That was they around were, the time that we met you. Yeah. 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 Um, so shout out to Shane Dawson for that. Uh, the beauty community on YouTube has gotten so fucking insanely big and there's just so much money being made. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously Shane Dawson made $30 million in a day. There's no other person <sighs> on the fucking planet that can do that. Who Jeff can do Bezos, that? Who, okay. Fuck. Okay. I'm talking about influencer, like celebrity influencer. Can Beyonce make $30 million from million dollars from plugging a product or excuse me, let me rephrase that. Can Beyonce sell $30 million of product in a day? No, she can't. She launched a brand. It failed. Mm. Nobody can do this shit. All right. Kylie Jenner, maybe. Mm. Um, But like, you know, YouTubers, we have this crazy power. In fact, if someone very influential just ended up telling um, someone else very influential, I can't say it's private, but YouTubers in the very new year future will be the highest paid entertainers in the world. Right. Mm. I don't know how I got off on this tangent, but Shane Dawson, big inspiration to me right now. I feel like he is the leader in the YouTube space on on where we can take this and how far we can go. Yeah. Comes out with his own makeup, makes all the money, and I'm just like, dude, like people start this meme on Twitter because a lot of our best ideas will come from our fans, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, Keevstar, you should come out with your own clown makeup. So I tweet out, hey guys, should I come out with my own palette? And someone responds to it, be like, yeah, it'll be clown makeup, you <laughs> fucking clown. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I just looked at that and I was like, yeah, that's, so that's how I do this. Right? Fucking amazing. So it was kind of a hate comment that inspired it then. Oh, of course, <laughs> right? <laughs> Dude. I'm like, it's just fucking brilliant, right? Mm. Like, yeah. Uh, recently, I seen an exposed video from this Tea Time or one of you tea fuckers, you know, the people that copy my show. And you were like, I can't believe Shane Dawson reviewed Keemstar's makeup. He was just making fun of Shane. I wasn't making fun of Shane. I was making fun of clowns, you fucking clown. I was making fun of you, you dumb cunt. <laughs> seen your video. Oh, seen your video. Suck a dick. Let's go. Suck a fucking dick. Don't buy your makeup. Yeah, buy my makeup, cunt. Um, <laughs> it's suddenly Australia Day again here. Yeah, hey. But it was just, it was to make, you know, it was just to make everyone laugh. Like, have yeah, a little sure, bit of a joke. Sure. It wasn't picking on the Yeah, exactly. Either. Like, that was so yeah. clearly not a dig at anyone. It was just a bit of fun. Hit up my manager, know nothing about makeup. My manager knows nothing about makeup. And I go, we got to do a palette, and it's got to be clown <laughs> makeup. And so he reaches out to some experts. We got, like, actual quality makeup. Mm. Um, got a palette, created. Oh, by the way, the margins on makeup are f- insane. Mm-hmm. Stupid. I can imagine, yeah. Stupid. Like, I think it cost me, I can't even say because then people get mad, but mm. it cost me almost nothing to make this. And then 
you know, people were shocked. They're like, oh, he's got such an affordable price because it's only $23 that we sold it for when our competitors are selling it for 50, right? right? I still made a killing. I made retarded money on this. But anyhow, long story short, we create it. I, I do the commercial. Um, and within the commercial, it tells the story. Like, you know, I get this idea from Twitter of someone calling me a fucking clown. Mm. And so I make clown makeup with the clown nose applicator. Oh, awesome. And yeah, it just, it fucking killed. And then I, a lot of the, a lot of the reason why people think I was making fun of Shane Dawson is because my website, my website, uh, my website was crashing. And the reason why it was crashing is so many people were going to it and it was getting DDoSed at the oh. same time. Right, so they thought with my website crashing when I launched the makeup, I was making fun of oh, Shane, Shane Dawson, Dawson because their Gosh, shit went yeah, down. Yeah. That is reading so much it, into it. <laughs> I wasn't. It really happened. They thought that this whole thing was a bit to make fun of Shane, but I don't know. Jeez. It wasn't. Well, congrats on that. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm dude, thinking we, fucking, we're nearing the end of the show oh, there's here. There's so much more to talk is about. Is there? We yeah, have a question. Dude. Go for it. All right. What the fuck, Narcon? I'm done. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> You've been sitting there in absolute silence. Just you, can, you, can leave, you can leave if you like. Just rotting away. I forgot you were here. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to ask him? Anything I would like to ask him? Yeah. I got something to ask you. On the car ride over here, I said that I might potentially have the coronavirus and that I might die. And I requested that you would show up to my funeral. <laughs> and you said, absolutely not. Kind. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, your yeah, comment. I'm not, I'm not going, I don't do funerals. Jeez. Not even for Keem. Not even for Keem. Unreal. No. To be honest. Uh, would you at least go to the wake? The what, wake? What the, the fuck's wake? the wake? It's like before the funeral. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Is that the, an American term? Yeah, I've never heard of it. Yeah. Really? I, I know what he meant by that. Oh. I, I knew what he meant by You know that. what a wake is? Yeah, of course. Yeah, fucking recon. So there's the wake where you just go and visit the casket a couple days. Oh, and then there's yeah. the funeral, which is the big production. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that it, the idea of a wake, I think that probably is an American thing. Why do they call it a wake if you're dead? Yeah, in case they wake up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was case. actually, I think that is actually yeah, the reason literally why. Literally in case they wake up. Because fucking people would like go into a coma and then people would be like, oh yeah, he's dead. And then actually, they fucking throw him in a gas and bury him underground. They tied a uh, fucking string to their finger and then they, they would ring the bell, bell if they were alive. Because oh. people would wake up underground. Really? Yeah. yeah it's fucking buried in the casket because yeah. their fucking family thought they, yeah. they were dead. That's scary So the fuck. wake is just double checking basically. Yeah, like, practically. Oh, no, he's yeah, definitely, yeah, no, yeah, he's definitely dead. dead. It's probably more of a tradition thing now because obviously people know if you're dead or not. I suppose. Hopefully. came obviously, you know, you were in your prime in the... You know, 90s. I'm talking physiologically, like <laughs> age-wise. Yeah. Um, you were a DJ way back when at a club, many clubs. No, I was a wedding DJ. A wedding DJ? A wedding DJ, yeah. So my question is, how many drugs have you done through being a DJ, and what were they? Uh, well, my, my early days in like in my twenties and stuff, I used to smoke a lot of weed, mm. right? But then I took like six months off. I just started at the law firm, tried to smoke and got super paranoid. It was like weed, weed, not good for me anymore. Okay. Um, but I was working at the law firm and then on the weekends I was DJing weddings. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I mean, it was just, I was working every single day of my life, but I was making a lot of money DJing weddings, sometimes like $1,500 a wedding. Really? Right. Wow. So I would have extra cash. So I would also go to the bar every single night. And like it would it would be like four o'clock at the bar. I'm like, oh my god, I got to work in a couple hours. So a couple lines happened here and there, you know. Lines, just yeah, lines of 
you know, line of, swagger. Of, of, <laughs> of, you know, like he was kids watching. We can censor it. He would queue up Fuck. for lines. Yeah, oh. like a queue. Yeah, like yeah. you're standing in line. Oh, yeah. at, at, at work. At work. You guys hear that? That's the show's <laughs> over alarm. The show's over alarm has just been sounded. Can you? Is there anything else you wanted to, to bring up or talk about in the show? Any? Um, since uh, I, I was planning to come out to see you guys and see Chad, obviously, mm -hmm. you guys have been asking me to come out for a while, but I have ADHD, like 16 hour flights just don't work uh, for me, yeah. but I pulled it off. Uh, got to do one tomorrow, kind of not looking forward to that. But uh, in the process of planning to come here, uh, wildfires have, have struck mm -hmm. um, the continent and everything. So I started a charity hashtag stop the fire or stop the fire dot gg so far we've raised one hundred and fifty thousand wow. dollars very good so if Amazing. i could if i could plug that you of know of course you can Absolutely. put it up on screen for you that'll be right, in the description right here. <laughs> sure right there hey and can i just say thanks for making the flight over i mean yeah, yeah, it's dude, been dope dude, having you in the country you. dude you guys are awesome like oh, oh likewise yeah. oh i do i do want to say something came meeting came because this is the first time i've met it is isn't it uh and meeting Kim was the closest feeling I've ever had of uh, meeting a reality TV star. <laughs> I, I was sitting in my office streaming. I hear an I, I hear an American voice. I go, "Who's that?" I look over. I see Kim walking in the door with a cameraman behind him talking to the camera. And I just see him walking around our office with a camera. And I was like, "This is so surreal." And then he walks into my office, camera behind him. It was just like it was like watching someone filming a reality show. It was so funny. <laughs> so for the outro, could we please uh, have you remove your hat? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> please, dude. Please, dude. The hat only comes off in special moments, like Dollar in the Woods. You saw a little keen bald action and uh, keen cosmetics. Are you self-conscious about it? No, it's all about acting like you're self-conscious about it to engage others to ask to take off the. Yeah, I, uh, that's how it works. I see. Five head. Uh, I saw. I saw him take his head off. His head off the other day. <laughs> <laughs> it, there was a little mouse inside. <laughs> Wait, why don't you take that mask off? Yes, I mean, so. hey, gonna, I'll tell you what. I will remove <laughs> this hat right now if you remove all that stuff you got going on. Blue, censor this. <laughs> oh. We can censor you as well. We can. Censor they won't censor me. The other day, you fuckers literally told me when I did the K-pop uh, or Keem Pop song, right? You told me that my editor had a file that he put on the Google Drive for my fans to download named the N-word, okay? My editor was this close to being fired, all right? I don't trust uh, you guys, you trolls. Fuck off. Fair enough. And it wasn't you. true. It wasn't true, by the <laughs> Just way. Just since is the top of it. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't true? No. 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 Wow. Okay. Well, there you have it, guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks, Keem, for coming Thank on the show. Uh, what do we need to say? Fucking, fuck it. Show's Happy over. Australia. Happy Australia. Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, All, right. All right. All right. Peace, guys. Peace out. See ya.